Welcome to another edition of Michael L. Craver Presents. Sitting here this beautiful Friday, January 29th. It is a wonderful afternoon. Hope you guys are enjoying yourselves. We are sporadic in our weather patterns here in uh, North Carolina, to say the least. Places with these back roads, right? So they got a little bit of snow, but cancels it for the whole county. And that's kind of the concept that I'm talking about here today, but it's in terms of eating the way that the uh, the body has its needs in one form or another. What's good for goose is good for the gander, right? One apple spoiled the whole bunch, that kind of thing. We're going to explore that just a little bit here. So buckle your seatbelts in if you're listening on Spotify or iHeartRadio, iTunes, and Google Podcasts and Amazon Music. All the wonderful ways that you can play it on your Alexa, play it in the car. Play it on an app. Who cares? Share it somewhere. See if somebody will discuss some of this stuff with you. My goal is to give you some questions to ask. You can go out and have your own discussions, do your own research, get your thinking cap on. It's cold enough. You don't have two thinking caps on. And a mask, right? Want to be wearing your mask and your vaccine, all that fun stuff the government tells you to do. Look, I... (laughs) I started this journey several episodes back talking about the behaviors of people. We've talked about how they put it into speech, how they raise their children, whether we should give amnesty to people that would come in and affect our community, the enabling, the larger idea of letting the system grow, letting the individual have better credit, have things that they can pay off, right? You give them a little slack, a little loan, and you give them an opportunity to pay it back. You set up your standards, and you go after the qualifications. You accept applications. You look at, oh, you, that's right, you got collateral. You got a history, a pattern of behavior, whether it's spending, saving. You don't have a criminal record. That's a pattern of of good behavior, right? And that's how we base our decisions. And a lot of people are looking at themselves, especially when the new year begins, their body, Physical spirit and their aesthetics are quite important to them. You're going to join the Planet Fitness. You're going to join up with some other outlet to be burning calories. And there's nothing wrong with any of that stuff. If you've got money and you want to spin the wheels of a bicycle and buy you... I got ready to say to buy you one of those petroleum machines. <laughs> but the mechanics uh, of an oil derrick are not... That much different, um, you know, you're in one of these cycling classes, um, you like that kind of thing. Maybe you like throwing your opponents around, maybe there's somebody in the community that's convinced you to go down, join a martial arts studio, a jiu-jitsu class, karate, doing something that's got not only discipline, but it's got a physical aspect and it's got a mental aspect. So you want something that's well-rounded, Right. It, um, and that's something that you do with other people. It's not digital. It's not, you know, this idea that you um, can do everything from your home and do it all remotely and do it all by yourself and, and that kind of thing. It's just, I can't see where you could establish the same level of, quite frankly, you can't establish the same level of competitive fire that you can if there's other people around. Um, 
I just can't see where if you and I played any kind of team sport, you can separate and you can do it digitally. You can't do it, right? They'll do it without the fans. You see them do it on TV, but they're not going to sit back and, and try to play and, and phone it in the way that um, you might see a band submit individual tracks. Here's the guy submitting his guitar and his bass and his drums and his vocals. Then you mix them together and get a finished product. Well, that's that's one way of doing things. It is for music. But you can't do that with competitive things. Uh, not things that involve other people. The systems rely on one another, right? Your community relies on you to, to step up and um, be part of the tax system, be part of the decision-making process, be a good neighbor, keep your lard, <clears throat> your lard, keep your Keep your lard in order. You keep, <laughs> yes, your physical fitness should be important. You keep your yard in order so they don't condemn you and give you, you know, all these public nuisance and unsightly kind of fines that would go along with you living in a condemned way. And you're part of a larger process. And it's very simple for people to be able to go out there and look at you and judge you. Right? You're going to judge yourself. Like I said, you want to go to the gym, you want to go out, and you want to be a person who's seen as um, ambitious, competitive, and that kind of thing. Nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with that. However, I think that um, it's extremely important that people are able to go out there into the world and figure out if what they're doing is healthy. It's very simple for you to be able to know what's good for you in terms of just judge it based on blood work, right? Go down to the doctor, he runs it, cholesterol's this, you know, check out your metabolism levels and everything else and figure out if you're doing good. Nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with that. Maybe you don't believe in, in that sort of parameter to go by. You don't want those to be the judging characteristics. You want to say, I just want to feel good. I'm going to eat what I want. Eat what you want. I got a lot of money. I'm going to spend it on physical fitness. I'm going to Gold's Gym. Maybe you got a lot of money and you want to work out at home. You don't want to involve the community. You're one of those, you know, behind the gates, introverted kind of people. Maybe, what is it, uh, Peloton makes this very expensive bike cycling system that I was trying to think of earlier. And, you know, people have these rowing machines and other things, and they think, oh, man, you know, that's going to allow me to be, I'm out there. I'm... If you're part of a community, people build off of one another. And that synergy, these things that we do together to compete with one another and make each other better, as people say, iron sharpens iron and so forth. That's where it's really important to work together. purpose of this episode started out with me thinking, you know, Let's think about the metaphor of this in almost a poetic sense, but it makes sense to you as soon as I say it. You you can do whatever you want with your mouth, and yet it could be terrible for the rest of your body. And that could be verbally, too. Maybe you go run your mouth to some guy, and he, you know, he breaks all your ribs. That could be pretty hard on you because you ran your mouth. Maybe you just ate a whole lot of sugar, and you got cavities. Oh, man. Well, that's isolated to your mouth. It's really not in the long run, not in the big picture, because if you have calorie, um, <clears throat> all of those uh, cavities from the sugar that develop into anything that needs um, 
extensive dental work that involves nerves or the root canal, and especially when it gets into the nerves, those affect, and your teeth do, and do your own research on this. Don't be just taking my word for it. Those are things that directly affect chambers of your heart. What? Yeah, so you want to be careful about those things. Uh, not that you're going to have a toothache and croak, but they do affect the strain that it puts on your heart. It does affect the um, way that everything's going to be interpreted by your heart. You guys, oh, yeah, that's pain. It's much like having a limp. You're walking around. Your leg gives out on you. What does that do about the body, right, the balance that you have, the responsibility for the rest of your body to compensate for that leg? Same thing. You got a tooth like that. If you got a brain injury, what's your body do? It could go into shock. could shut your whole body down just to try to heal that brain injury. You understand, right? So you take in this this insane amount of uh, sugar or goodies or whatever. I want to feel great. I'm going to eat what I want. I'm going to drink what I want. You think that could be hard on your liver if you just drank beyond belief, if it was an alcohol-based diet? Maybe you just recreationally drink a lot. Maybe you're still responsible. You don't know any better. Sounds like that could be hard on you. That cirrhosis could do a lot of things to the other systems in your body and your skin and so forth. And while these seem like, to, to the most folks, I hope, who hear this, these are very... Common knowledge, everyday, duh, from the, <laughs> as, as Norm MacDonald said, he said, a new, a new study has come out that shows that people who quit, who quit smoking reduce their risk of, of lung cancer. A great new article from the magazine, from the medical magazine, I think, duh, <laughs> look, you you uh, you got to know these things, you know. If you eat a ton of salt, it's hard on your arteries and it's hard to process. You know, and those things are simple and they're very animated when you're. I talked about this in a couple of episodes ago, or maybe the last one. If you aren't seeing what I'm saying, oh, that's ridiculous. Go do the cinnamon challenge. Eat one of these chips that's overwhelming. I, I don't even remember how they. Is it? I don't know why I want to say pepper power, but the, whatever the modules that they resonate, your heat rating or whatever for your hot sauce and your pake or, you know, Carolina Reaper chips and all this stuff, you know, oh man, this is rated 9 million heat units or whatever they do, right? Well, yeah, that could be pretty hard on your body. You go to ingest that, it's going to raise Raise your blood pressure, you're going to sweat, your red skin, irritation. Yeah, that, that sounds like it'd be pretty rough. Would you pour boiling water on the outside of your hand? No. Why, why would you do the same thing? Not metaphorically. Why would you take the same reaction to science and put it in your mouth? Think about it, people. It's rough on you. And the same thing happens when you enable other people. Like this, is an, it goes right back to the enabling, to the amnesty. When you allow people to think the ways that we think in this country, without responsibility, you just allow your kids to eat whatever they want because it's the dollar store and candy's fifty cents and it's a dollar, and it could wreck them. Like, yeah, I'm not talking about just leading them a little bit down the path of like. 
Well, they'll be a little rough around the edges. Now they're going to fall off the cliff. These are terrible. We are creatures of habit. We are habitual entities. And if you are not paying attention to what's going on around you, how it influences you, you fall into that habit, it becomes a norm. It becomes very hard for most people to break that cycle. If it's to get into fitness, oh, I'm going to get down there and we're going to... No, you need to build up a habit of doing it and increase your habit. It's the same thing. Let's draw this back. If you go to rehab, a lot of what they do is they replace your time with something else. You ever sit back, watch celebrity rehab, or inter- I don't guess they showed as much on intervention, but you would... What you're looking at is a way to displace this need the body has for this fixation all of the activities that go into fueling that fixation and having that moment of excitement, really. It's not a moment of zen. It's not a moment of clarity. I'm talking about substance abuse, right? And in order to kill someone's habits of going out and getting that item and ingesting that item and then having to cycle it out of their system, ugh, recovery, detox, what you do as a routine, is to get them in the routine. Just the same thing as the military is doing. You want to build a routine of accountability. Okay, here's what we're going to do. Here's what we're going to check off. Here's where we're going to be next. And you build that routine and you build these chain links that pull that person up and out. And now they're part of the, you know, they're tied to the rest of us with that chain of responsibility. And there's a lot of people, there's that metaphor of break the chains and, you know, this, that, and the other. It is wonderful to be your own person. If you want to run out and grab a bike, grab some shorts, you just want to run down the road by yourself, that's your physical fitness. You are the person who's going to go out there and you're going to eat responsibly. I'm going to eat eight ounces of fish every day, a little bit of rice, one potato. If you think... That's healthy, wonderful. Maybe do some research and get a second opinion or throw it in front of some other litmus tests, so to speak, and get that idea checked on by objectively scrutinizing it from different angles. I go to the store, I buy a box of, this true stories, right? So I go to the store, I'll buy a box of donuts, maybe twice a year. Yes, I bought a box of donuts. And I'll eat, uh, I think I ate four or five the last time I got them. But I, because I drink a lot of Dr. Pepper, I'm already getting enough sugar. I got enough sugar. <laughs> I promise you. So when people uh, are eating around me or, or the girl's cooking for me or whatever it is, right, I like spices. I like the Lowry's salt and Morton season all and using McCormick's variety of spices. And if you got soy sauce and Worcestershire sauce and A1 and Parmesan and all these pesto and these classic ingredients. Now she'll start pulling out a cookbook that's got all this wild, you know, you know what I need? I need some alfalfa flour and some Brussels sprouts seasoning and what the fuck? I just... You know, it's in the recipe. 
Well, it isn't the recipe because somebody wants to be a little different. They want to zazz it up. And that's great. Okay. And they want to show a dexterity. They want to have something fresh that you haven't heard, you haven't seen, and show you how to use it. This is where it would taste good. I put this recipe together. It's got this exotic ingredient. It is exotic. It's not a, It's not an everyday ingredient. If you have to shop more than one place and it's not in retail space where there's 30,000 SKUs, it's an exotic ingredient. And you, you put that into the recipe and you, you have a favorable outcome. You enjoy it. Wonderful. However, I've lived my entire life in a healthy way and never come across this. The same way I never went cliff diving or I didn't jump out of a moving car. Am I comparing spices to life or death situations? Well, you, you could be, right? I am. Is that extreme? Probably. But what I'm pointing out is I've not experienced anything having to do with that. I am a person whose habits have included a pretty big spice rack at some point or another. A lot of different variations of food that are, you know, from Southwestern Tex-Mex and even a lot of Asian and uh, Hispanic foods and stuff. But that's what my tolerance is. So, and I'm I'm very happy with that. So, will I try other things? Sure, I'll try other things. And I'll throw them into my mouth and enjoy them. I don't know how my body's going to process them. Therein lies the the funky stuff. We need almond flour. Almond flour? Almonds are nuts. They grow out of plant flowers. That's a grain. It grows in a field. Those aren't, those aren't even the same thing. They wouldn't. They don't grow together. They don't grow in the same environment. It's called almond flour. It's almond milk. No, it's not. It's juice. It doesn't come from a mammary gland. It's not even milk. They lied to you. How they're able to get away with it, people have accepted it. Nobody's ever really, like force their hand uh and i i suppose that i could just market cardigans and say that they're puffy t-shirts but they're not they're sweaters it's a very simple thing it's and i'm a very you know if, if you say um i got almond milk oh okay so you took milk and you flavored it with almond it's mammary gland, it's real milk, it's flavored with almond, right? The same as you would take water and you would drop some of that flavoring in it. And they, they, ooh, now I got, mmm, now my water tastes like orange. Now my milk tastes like almond. Now my chicken tastes like lemon or pepper. Now it's pepper chicken. What are you, pepper in the embryo and then grow in the chicken and it's a peppered chicken before? No, you add chicken to the pepper, pepper to the chicken or... You know what I mean. You're mixing two pure ingredients. Excellent. Sounds great to me. Suppose I put pepper on turkey and call it pepper chicken. Well, that's ridiculous, isn't it? So if you flavor a bunch of water, almond, and then call it milk because it's white, is it almond milk? No. So I don't you know. Some of this stuff, it, it behooves me because I'm, I'm thinking to myself, if people have been using things like flour for the last... You know, what a millennial longer? Just use flour. It's new and exciting. Yeah, I understand trying something different, right? You lived in this place that didn't have Hindu food, didn't have Indian food for all of existence up until now. Somebody moved into town, and they're going to open up curry. Great, go and enjoy some curry. 
But if the guy at the burger shack decides he's going to sprinkle Asian spices onto something and then call it an ethnic food from there, he's not. And it's not a hybrid. He's just seasoning something. It's like anybody who's got a song. It's them featuring the backup artist. One featuring the other. They could be doing a duet. And you say, duet? It's a duet. They're both even. Right. Excellent. But you don't swap their names and go, well, you know, Taylor Swift, she's doing a song with Tim McGraw. That's right. It's the new song from Taylor McGraw. Wait, wait, what? Are they calling that group that? No, they're not calling their group that. It's just from Taylor McGraw. But there is no Taylor McGraw. Yeah, I know. Because she's not. She's not married to Tim McGraw. It's not her name. It's not a hybrid. They're not a band. What the fuck? Who put these two words together? Why do they belong together? I don't know. Look, when you are going out and you're going to do exercises and you're going to make meals and you're going to do things to your body that are going to drastically be part of your future, the project that you're doing for yourself is an investment in health it's a decision about your health one way or the other. Now, if you decide, I'm going to go skydiving, that's not really an investment in your health. I suppose in some way it could clear out some demons. There might be an eccentric situation where skydiving would open up some other world. Now you feel fresh and freedom and you're healthier than you've ever been before because that was your moment of clarity. Okay, you, you experienced a life or death situation and then changed course right you hit this not point of no return but you hit this vanishing point in your life i love that movie vanishing point 1971 kowalski it's a great movie anyway you hit this vanishing point in your life where you take a turn and go in a different direction so that could open doors in fact that you didn't have before But I am, and it's part of my my meticulous personality, I am probably abusively analytical when it comes to the way things are labeled and the way they're laid out. So if I read something independently, right, this microphone right here will work underwater. Oh, hell, it's a waterproof microphone. No, no, it'll work underwater if it's inside a submarine. Wait, what the fuck? <laughs> but any microphone will work underwater in a submarine? Probably. You see where that could get confusing if you don't have all the details. It's almond flour. It's flour, and it's mixed with almond. You can't grow them together and then have a hybrid that comes out as an almond flour. Much like if you own a dog and we own a golden doodle. There's no such breed as a golden doodle. Why? Because the breed is a pure name of things. So you have a Labrador and a doodle or a poodle or whatever it is. And you mix them and you call it a Labradoodle or a golden doodle. What is it? Is that what it is? It's a Labrador and a golden retriever? But anyway, um, it's, not, it's not recognized as a breed of a dog because it's not a breed of a dog. You have an interracial relationship. Right. Right. I don't have a cause African relationship. I have an Afro Asian relationship. 
Wait, what? That's not listed. It's not. It's not listed on census. It's not listed on your job application. It's not recognized that way because it's not. And it's very strange the way that I'm giving these examples because I've been very clear that if you're going to call people Asian, then you need to call the other people European and the other people Australian and the other people just North American or South American. American. Because you're going by continents. I'm from, I am from Russia. Are you? You're from Russia. So you're Asian. No. Yes, you are. You're from Asia. I am Russian. All right. Then what's the guy from China? He is Asian. Wait, what? What? Uh, you know, what's the Japanese guy? See Asian? See Japanese? You want my country or you going by continent? You got to make up your fucking mind, people. We're all Americans. Well, if, yeah, if you're a citizen, you are all Americans. If you're from Mexico and you come up here, you're American. In a very technical sense, you're American. From this continent, North or South America. You're still Americans in both of them. And I, just, I look at that and I think very clearly, when you go to think about what you're going to do for yourself, how you're going to interpret things, how you're going to make your routine, your dietary plan, your workout plan, these steps that you put into your process are extremely important. The routine that you make up and each benchmark along the way is extremely important. And they need to be easily distinguishable. They don't need to be up for grabs. It's, it's great when things are debatable if they're objective and they've been thought about in different lights. It's just really hard if you're a person, as I was talking about earlier, and you just, you just got a sweet tooth, what happens to people who have too much of a sweet tooth? There was the potential to have diabetes, and then there's several types of diabetes. You could run the risk of being allergic to something because of the diet that you choose, or a lack of exposure to things. I spoke about this in the, the last episode about children. Go back and listen. It's really important that as you choose to be associated with certain things, you find the accountability in each of those things that you're going to choose to be a part of. You choose to join an organization. Well, you now fall underneath their umbrella. So if it gets stereotyped, if something ugly happens, you either have to disassociate yourself or you've got to own it. Very simple. You ingest something, you chew something up and swallow it. You're, you know, I don't need to hear the, what if you're bulimic? Well, if you're bulimic, it's got its own consequences now, doesn't it? When you decide you're going to eat something and consume it, it's very important that you are having some level of awareness. Now, you can. there's a lot of people, and my son is <laughs> like this. You can eat anything. Got the metabolism. How is it? Dr. McCoy is played by DeForest Kelly in the Star Trek movies. Sitting around the campfire in Star Trek Five, and uh, Spock is eating uh, beans. I suppose. Yeah, they're all eating beans, and they add some bourbon to the beans. So talking about how good the flavoring is if you add bourbon to beans. So they say it's a Tennessee tradition, and uh, they're joking back and forth. William Shatner's Captain Kirk, and and. Dr. McCoy, they're joking about whether the, the beans are great and could Spock handle it? 
And he makes this joke. He says, are you kidding me? With that Vulcan metabolism, he could eat a bowl of termites and it wouldn't bother him. You, know, you don't want to be, you know, you see Fear Factor. You think eating that nonsense off of animals that you've never had a chance to process before could be tasty, could cause consequences no matter how tasty it is? Sure it could. You go eating wild berries if you don't know where they came from, what the consequences are. Eating poisonous snakes. Well, uh, maybe you look around a little bit and watch out. See what you're doing. And As I started out, yeah, I did. I started out this episode to say, look, be asking questions. Don't take my word for a damn thing. Go do some research. Talk to other people. Form some opinions by exercising that free speech. If you're somewhere that doesn't have free speech... Apparently, you're getting ready to be able to come on over and discuss it with us. You're invited. But you need to know that it's important to not just look at the... Oh, oh look at this box. Mm, oh, man, look at the, that looks so good. Let's take it home and put it in our body. There's a lot of strange people. They operate that way with promiscuity and things of that nature. Just take strange... <clears throat> things insert them into their body or otherwise you get the metaphor and a lot of risk involved in that right you're risking your health your safety same thing is true with anything that you you take home and you eat and you make it part of you great sign from the sky that comes in the movie uh, Phenomenon John Travolta and uh, Kevin Bacon's wife is uh, Kyra Sedgwick. And uh, John Travolta's got this, they don't call it cancer, but he's got cancer in the movie. And toward the end there, John Travolta's on a fence, and he's leaning on his fence eating his apple. These two kids that belong to the girl he's dating. And they said, you came back here to die, didn't you? He says, you know... He says, this apple, if we just sat this down, left it, it would spoil, and it would rot, and it would be gone. But if we take a bite of it, it will become a part of us and carry it with us wherever we go. It's, it's a great scene in the movie. He's trying to explain to these kids to you know, appreciate the time they have, the experiences they got, the wisdom, the opportunity. Take those things as they go through life. Very meaningful scene. And I think the same thing is true when, and that's a very beautiful metaphorical way to talk about what I'm saying here about dieting. But it's true of external consequences, of external choices. You want to be reckless, your body is, is, is exposed to the opportunity of recklessness. If you drive your car 100 miles an hour, you are now subject to consequences that do not exist if you're driving less than 100 miles an hour. You decide you're going to consume, you're going to eat in a way that's, oh, I'm going to binge eat, I'm going to have all the 
old Michael Cravers right here. He's got his box of donuts. I'm going to eat all of these donuts. Mm. I ate what I thought was fair and didn't. I think I gave the rest to people at work or the kids or whatever. But I just, <laughs> I just know, right? I've been alive. I try to keep a pulse on things. Of course, metaphorically and otherwise, of course, I'm a human being with a pulse. And I can understand how I feel. People talk about having a sugar coma or eating at McDonald's and having the shakes afterwards. Yeah, because of what you're ingesting. You need to be conscious and aware of that. You eat certain things, they make you feel great, wonderful. You have a shake in the morning pre-workout. It has the capability of being a very beneficial supplement for you. However... And UFC athletes and the Nevada State Athletic Commission are the most prominent example of this. A lot of supplements, and they're made overseas, contain all sorts of things they're not supposed to contain. Because companies that make supplements will make a batch. And they don't clean all these giant bins out. And they just start up making the next batch. And they'll contain traces of things that they're not supposed to contain. Often... They contain illegal substances. So there's been people who've tested positive for performance-enhancing drugs. And the Nevada, you know, they, they fail a drug test. So the Athletic Commission has a hearing. They put them in front of uh, this you know, board of commissioners. And the guys will say, here, you know, here's what I bought. Here's what I ingested. And they'll go buy one off the shelf. Sure enough, it contains traces. <laughs> of human growth hormone, of anabolic steroids, of other things. And so <laughs> you may not know exactly what bonus material you're going to get when you're buying these obscure things. It's a supplement. Well, there's a reason it's called a supplement. It's not regular food. You know, it's going to boost you a little bit to do things that you couldn't ordinarily do, right? But doing yoga does the same thing. Stretch farther than you could usually stretch. Maybe your breathing will improve and have a little more fluent feel than it did before. You're doing breathing exercises. Maybe you're doing a lot of walking. And now you feel like your heart rate has got a regular rhythm to it, right? You know, get up off the couch and run after the kids and, oh, i got to sit down. These are important things as you go through your dietary choices, your fitness choices, to just monitor how your body is reacting to each of these things that you're doing. Am I mocking the way that we label ingredients and some food and so many things? Yes, and I do that because the way that we label them doesn't have clarity, doesn't have purity. It's a very ugly choice that we make sometimes when we accept these terms that don't mean that, right? Right? 33 is what? 11 plus 11 plus 11. It could be 13 plus 20. Either way, it's 3 in front of a 3. I can't take 13 and add it to 25 and then just call it 33 when it's 38. But it looks really close. I mean, if you just shave off that little part of the 8, it's 33 again. No, it's not. It doesn't have the pure ingredients. It doesn't have the two elements or three or up to 33 of them. It doesn't have the individual qualities that then compute to that number. And if you can't take 
that number and break it back down into the individual things that you're accusing it of being. If it's it's almond flour, can you get almond back out of it? Well, it's got almond extract and it's in flour. Great. It's almond milk. Cool. So if I went down to the factory, I could grab some milk and drink it. And I could grab some almond if I need it, right? Because maybe I want to make me one of those almond bars, almond joys. Well, uh, not exactly. Right? You can't because it's some Frankenstein solution to things where you didn't have pure ingredients to begin with. These were dead topics and opportunities for marketing is what they were. It's, it's manipulation is what it is. I'm lactose intolerant. Then you just can't have milk. I want to be very clear about this. If you have a fear of heights, you're going to be scared of heights if you're in a virtual reality machine or if you're standing on the edge of a building or otherwise. If I stand you on the curb and you look down, you oh, it's not so bad. I'm not scared of heights anymore. That's not a real height. It's, it's a lie. I just don't like when we when we do that to each other. And uh, and I think the goal that I have f- for my relationship and and for my and I hope my kids have and stuff too is you are very strong individual pure examples of of what you want yourself to be as an individual element or ingredient. I like using the ingredient word. And then when you put them together, you have a very Amazing, healthy recipe that comes from blending those ingredients together. Not too hard to ask, right? Makes a lot of sense, right? Yeah. But if one of them is not pure or is toxic or is not what it says it is, what do you really have? You got a recipe for disaster. That's what you got. And nobody wants to eat that. It's time to go back to work. Hope you guys have enjoyed your Friday. I'm doing a little thinking, doing a little debating. Maybe you're thinking twice. <laughs> anyway, I um, I'll be coming to you soon, real soon. I've got a uh, several more layers to this uh, diatribe that I'm going on here. In the meantime, you guys enjoy the the end of the fiscal year that's coming up right here. I think it's today, and uh, any of you out there who are observing Valentine's Day, that's coming up, and I'm going to make sure to make a special episode for uh, some creative ideas there. Take care. (laughs) 